You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. My name is John Gordon. I'm Senior Communications Specialist here at Ducks Unlimited. And among my jobs, I'm a producer of Ducks Unlimited Television. And my guest today is really a, an integral part of the show. She's been behind the scenes helping us out with our with our firearms in the past. And then she's been on two episodes uh, in, before, one in the Great Salt Lake and, and one on the Snake River in Idaho. Uh, please welcome Shawnee Campbell. She's the media and events manager for Browning Arms. Shawnee, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, we're great. You know, it's uh, only about 100 degrees in Memphis, uh, so it's uh, it's a little warm, but uh, I bet it's pretty warm in, in up in your part of the world as well. <laughs> Utah, yeah. Utah, that's it. Uh, you know what? It hasn't warmed up here. I was wearing a coat on Monday, and uh, we're just waiting for our eight weeks of summer now, so... It's kind of been a weird year for us. Wow. Wearing a coat. Uh, yeah. I think you die down here in a coat, I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I hear it's bad. Like you can't breathe out there. So. Oh, it. it uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it feels almost, it's oppressive, really. You know, you just, you can't go anywhere without you know, sweating bullets and it's it's just tough to deal with. But we're, we're muddling through. Just waiting for waterfowl season, right? I mean. The uh, the new the new episode uh, of DUTV are about to come out in July, and uh, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a really exciting season. I said once again, I'd like to say thank you to Browning, uh, both on the arms and ammunition side, for really being such a strong supporter of Ducks Unlimited and of Ducks Unlimited TV. Thank you all very much. Thank you. We we sure 
love supporting such a great organization. You guys are amazing to work with and do such great work out there for us. So. Man, we appreciate it. And, and you know, uh, the, 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 the co-hosts and everybody that's used both the, the Maxis, the, now the Maxis 2 and the, and the A5s have really, have really loved them. I mean, they've been great additions to the show. Uh, we used uh, some of the new ammo this past year, the Wicked Blend uh, ammo, which is really good. Uh, and so, you know, I just wanted to touch a little bit uh, primarily on your background and how you got involved in the industry and how you started working for Browning Arms. So I don't know if you know or not, I'm kind of a four-wheel drive junkie. So before I worked in the outdoor industry, I was involved in all things Jeeps and trucks. Um, anything with a motor is kind of was kind of my wheelhouse. Um, after that, I, I kind of switched gears. I, I um, met a guy, you know, kind of changed gears that way, but, uh, <laughs> met a guy moved down and I, I decided a long time ago that I was going to love what I did. Um, and so when I started looking for a new job, I decided that if I'm going to do something for 30 years, I'm going to do what I love. Um, a job at Browning came up and I applied for it. Um, funny story. I didn't get the first job I applied for. <laughs> um, but they called me back about three or four weeks later and offered me a different position. And from there, it has just blown up. So prior to being in the industry, I was a hunter. I had hounds, ran mountain lions, bears. Um, I started big game hunting when I was when I was 12, um, like you do here in Utah. I wasn't necessarily on the waterfowl side. My dad never did it uh, growing up. But when I turned, I don't know, probably 16 or 17, one of his friends by the name of uh, Bingham, he, he was talking about going goose hunting. And I, I said, hey, my dad doesn't do this can you teach me how to do this? And he says, yep, I'll pick you up at four o'clock in the morning. And I went, oh, what did I get myself into? Four o'clock in the morning came really early that Saturday. Um, and he took me out to the Bear River and I was able to shoot my first goose with a band. And from then I was hooked on waterfowl. Um, so once I got into the position I am now, it, it became very natural for me to go um, big game hunting and then turn around and go waterfowl hunting and I mean, I absolutely love, love what I do in the industry and um, it couldn't have been a better fit for Browning and myself, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, uh, you know, and it, it's, you know, it's, I always think it's tough from, from a standpoint of being a female to break into it sometimes, but I, I really see that's a really growing thing. You know, you've got a lot of uh, females involved in the industry now, a lot more than it used to be. And I think it's a great thing. You know, we've, uh, we've had, uh, you know, female co-hosts on the show and they've got a new a uh, gal named Betsy Newble. She's uh, she's doing the, uh, some of the shows for us now, and uh, you know it, it's really it's really great. I think to have, you know the you know that, that more women are getting involved in the outdoors. Yes, I have to agree. Even from when I started um, with Brownie, it's really it's really grown on the the women's side, um, and I'm super excited to see it. I was super excited to be involved um, with Ashley a few years ago with DU. I think we did an excellent episode on how to ton of fun out there. Oh, it was fantastic. I, I can tell you that both the episodes y that y'all did were really high rated, uh, both uh, at the Great Salt Lake. Uh, great little uh, teal shoot y'all had out there. That was that was an, a really cool deal. And then it was my buddy uh, David Harper on the Great on the uh, Snake River. That uh, was really unique. And, and uh, I uh, really think the, the chemistry between the two of you you know, really shine through and made those some great episodes. Yeah, I would. I would love to see the B roll on that because, um, the, you know, in the background, I think we sang a Hakuna Matata and a few other things. So, <laughs> and we laughed yeah. the entire time. 
Um, that, that sounds yeah. about right. I need to ask Guy about where that B-roll is. I can go check it out myself. We could probably get some pretty good bloopers out of there. He's uh, he's been doing that with the shows, really kind of adding some flavor to the to the end of every episode. Now he's he's uh, kind of giving a behind the scenes look at them, and uh, people have really enjoyed it. And I've seen the first two episodes, and and those are both great. At the end, it's that uh, they really give you a, a nice laugh uh, to end up a you know a show. You know, this is the twenty fifth anniversary, Shondi of, of DUTV. I've done several podcasts with different co hosts from over the years, and people have been involved with the show and it's it's um it's something we're really proud of i mean it's the longest running waterfowling show you know two and a half decades it, it's pretty big accomplishment it is a big accomplishment congratulations guys and it, i think it gets better every year oh i appreciate it I, i've worked really hard basically trying to think about what would i like to see you know where would i like to see people go you know what kind of what kind of hunting would I, I enjoy watching and so i've really kind of used that as my template for putting episodes together and i think people have liked it I, I, i've been pretty pleased with it I think you've done great. I'm excited to see what you come up with this year. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, really, really good. But uh, anyway, so we were talking about guns for a second. Uh, one thing that well, I've always been a huge fan of the Auto 5, uh, both of the, the the first incarnation that, that John Browning built back in the early 1900s until the, the new one today. The, we use, I think, both Fred and Doug shoot A5s on the show and love them. Uh, what's, what are the real big differences between the old design to the new one? Oh, there's quite a, a few differences. I mean, we still, um, use the same inertia system that we had in the past, but, um, you know, we went from a still receiver to a aluminum receiver kind of evolved with the hunter today that, um, wants to pack the gun in a little bit farther than, um, maybe, you know, our grandpa's did or, or back then. Um, but really like it's an, it is your, the new A5, it's not your grandpa's A5 anymore. You know, the hundred thousand round guarantee we've had a few of those come back to us but it's cool to see it's cool to see how um how they hold up we used them on the great salt lake in the salt um for two days i'm not proud of it but i might have put that gun away without uh, cleaning it all the way off (laughs) (laughs) um but i was able to take it out you know a couple weeks later and and it never failed so and i'm sure that's how you guys have ran yours they they just never fail that's correct. You know, I mean, like I said, uh, you know, several people I know that, that are shooting them down here um, as well. That they really do work, and uh, I, that hundred thousand round guarantee is, I think, the only one in the industry like that. I can't think of anybody else that offers that kind of uh, warranty on a gun. It's uh, it's pretty amazing, and Browning really stands behind their products. Uh, one of the A fives that really intrigues me as well because I'm a sixteen gauge fan, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I own several, and I, I love the gauge, and I really am happy that Browning has really brought the sixteen back uh, because nobody else was making them, and now I've seen that several uh, manufacturers are are putting sixteen gauge guns back in their lines uh, because it's uh, it's it's really gaining some traction. But I noticed in, in, for new for twenty twenty two some really cool versions of the Sweet 16, because the first one was just, you know, it was a beautiful gun, blue with uh, walnut stock, but it's not really something that was a waterfowl hunter friendly, but it looks like y'all have added some guns to the line that are right up the duck hunter's alley. Yeah, that, it kind of came in part by watching what um, our consumer was doing on social media. We started to notice that the Sweet 16 was in the duck blind and in the water and um, kind of got, you know, intrigued by saying, let's see what we can do with a 16 in camo. So we launched the Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat in Sweet 16 at SHOT Show this year, and it is flying off the shelves. Um, it's been cool to see the the transition between going from a 12 to a 16 and how many people get excited about using a sub gauge. 
That, that's correct. And I've seen the 28 gauge make a huge surge. And I've always been a 28 gauge fan. My grandfather shot one for quail when I was a kid. So he taught me about the 28 uh, a long time ago. And so I, I really like the. I, I love a 12 gauge. And you know me too. I, I'm, I'm a 10 gauge fan as well. You know, it's the 10. <laughs> yeah. The big what did 10. you just get over there? Yeah, I, I just got him. a 10 gauge. Yeah, folks. I, I just got a 10 gauge uh, that Shawnee, uh I ordered through her from Browning, uh, the gold uh, light 10. Y'all are really, Browning's the only person that's really sticking with the 10 that I know of. The only company it's, uh, I don't think anybody else makes a 10 gauge uh, and you've got the semi-auto and the pump gun. We do, yeah. And that's another one we can't keep in stock either. Uh, I don't shoot a 10 very well because, <laughs> ow, but... <laughs> well, I tell you, the gold light is really, for anybody that wants a 10, I'm going I'm to I'm attest to this, that the gold light really is has less recoil than a light 12 with a 3-inch shell. Uh, you know, it's a 10-pound gun, so it's not something you want to just, you know, run through the upland fields with. But, but it's a specialized tool. And I'm going to tell you, uh, from my experience, I had a BPS when I was a goose guide back in Texas, and uh, nothing has the range of a 10. It's just if you're going to shoot big pellets, BBs, triple Bs, things like that, Ts, the 10 is the way to go because of the, the, of the, of the length of the shell, three and a half inch to the bore ratio. Uh, it's really patterns a, a lot better to me than a 12, three and a half. And so it, if you're going to go with a big shell at long range, the 10 is the way to go. And I, I'm really happy that y'all are still manufacturing them. Well, me too, for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, and I can't attest to it. I've actually never shot one, to be completely honest. I've never tried to shoot a 10. But uh, Well, when, you, when we get together uh, in the hunting field, I'll, ha- I'll make sure that 10 gauge is with me. And then you can uh, you can cap off a few rounds. Deal. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's really an amazing gun. And uh, I'm really excited to hunt with it this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the Maxis too, another gun we use on the show, and uh, that's uh, what. What are the real changes from the Maxis to the Maxis two? Uh, so we changed the ergonomics from the Maxis one to the Maxis two, and we also gave it a magazine cap. Um, we found that you know people like the the versatility of the magazine cap instead of the the lever that we had used before. Um, but now, if you pull up the Maxis two, you can tell a. a big difference between the ergonomics it pulls up smoother faster and um, i actually as soon as they came out i bought a, a new one because i you know i needed it i keep telling myself that i need all of them but <laughs> exactly yep yeah they're a great addition we've had great luck with the maxis 2 i know you guys have used it a lot too correct we have we have i took a maxis 2 with me to california last year and um shot it on sassoon bay for divers out there which was an incredible adventure i highly recommend it people think about california and the san francisco bay system and nobody's thinking about waterfowl but uh the the numbers of divers out there you know bluebills uh and golden eyes is unbelievable i mean and there's just really nobody there there's nobody else hunting, and it was really an incredible deal. But I, I was using the Maxis II, and, and it really performed well. Another thing, too, that you need to be noted about the Maxis II for snow goose hunters is the, the addition now of, of the cap to where you can add an extension to it versus where the old Maxis wouldn't do that. Correct. Yep. Are you guys planning on taking them on a goose hunt this year? Well, uh, there's no plans for it as of yet, but if I'll let you know, I, I'm assuming somebody's making an extension for it. I believe Briley is. Yep. Is it Briley? Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, if we if we do any snow goose with the Maxis, we'll definitely uh, have to put some extensions on there. You know, Browning. If I encourage anybody, any you know, especially gun nuts like me, to go to Browning.com and and check out just the enormous amount of of different firearms y'all manufacture from 
you know, handguns to rifles to shotguns. I mean, y'all may have one of the most complete lines of shotguns, I think, of any manufacturer. The the just the 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 Satori line alone is is mind blowing of all the different models that are available. I agree. There, I'm the seven two five Satori and the Satori. That I mean, it's. It's big and it's for everybody. There's a sporting version. There's a trap version. There's a field version. You know, like we really tried to to cover every possible avenue that our consumers would like. That's the truth. I, I tell you that my next purchase, I got my eye on that. Uh, it's a Satori. I want to say it's it's a it's a sporting clay model. It's got a twenty and twenty eight gauge two barrel set. Correct. And I thought, hmm, I think I need that in my life. You know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, not that I, you know, a shot show too. That, that's right. That's right. I, and I was really intrigued by it. I was like, hmm, well, that's really a two for one deal on that. On that, and I love the twenty and the twenty eight. So, I think that may be the next uh, order I have to place. But it's not. It's not just guns. I mean, y'all have really done an incredible job expanding into you know your Wicked Wing waterfowl clothing lines, uh, big game clothing. You've got uh, uh, a really good women's line in both your upland clothing and your shooting accessories as well uh from lifestyle stuff you know dog toys and purses and wallets and seat covers and trail cameras and safes i mean browning is really if you need something in the outdoor space chances are browning makes it you know it (laughs) i mean it's just it's incredible because you know growing up browning was a gun manufacturer you know that's what i always knew that you know that 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 was it and uh, y'all have done an incredible job of of creating a line of, of products that really covers all the bases we appreciate that. We do try hard to um, to cover it all. Um, like you said, from big game to upland, waterfowl, shooting, lifestyle, all of the things. Um, if you want to wear a buckmark, you can find it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just like I say, encourage everybody to check it out. Uh, another thing I you know that I like is the addition of that vintage tan camo to the shotgun line. I'm sure those have been flying off the shelf. They have been flying off the shelf. Um, the minute we released that, it just went absolutely crazy um and you can find it in all in all things you know uh clothing as well as coming out in the vintage tan and i think it's that nostalgic thing like everybody goes oh i want to hunt with something that looks like what my grandpa did back in you know 60s 70s i might have got that wrong but sometime then (laughs) (laughs) well you're right about that i mean i i see what year did i start 79 i think was my first year in the field uh hunting ducks and that was really, we really didn't have any options, you know, and I was a kid too. You talk about no youth clothing, no youth guns, no youth anything. I mean, I was wearing waders, five sizes too big, uh, you know, a jacket, hand me down. It was, uh, but that, that camo in, in that tan and, and, uh, and there was a green version as well was really the, the, basically what you had to choose from unless you went with like old military tiger stripe from Vietnam or something like that. You know, Masio really changed all that, uh, that landscape when they came out with Bottomland and their subsequent patterns and, and you know, it, it just – it changed the landscape of it. But I think you're right. Waterfowling has such a huge historical factor to it and the fact, like you said, people's grandpas use it and everything. And so that vintage tan has a real appeal to folks, especially in my age range, that, that hunted with it and – you know what's what's old is new again. Exactly, kind of like the Bottomlands OG. I mean, that is really right. going to come back too. That's making a huge comeback as well. I've seen it in in across the board. Different manufacturers are putting out the the original Bottomland uh, and guns, 
clothing, bags, gun cases, all of it. It's it's just and I really, one thing it's an appeal to to the history, the appeal to the past, and people are really romantic about it, right? So they you know they, they really they really are eating that kind of stuff up. They definitely are talking about the past. I just want you know since I've I've got you on here and and you work for Browning, I, I just wanted to cover a little bit of, of of the Browning legacy, so to speak, because I don't think a lot of folks you know have ever. Really, kind of, you know, and I, I've been a student of of John Moses Browning and his and his life, really, because he fascinates me. Because I don't think he gets the credit because it was with firearms that he was one of the greatest inventors that the world has ever seen. You know, I mean, he was right up there with Edison and Ford and guys who, you know, they made a huge difference on the world. And I don't think that people really realize what John did. You know, both from a sporting arm and a military arm standpoint. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, the the history of John M. Browning is so in-depth and and the the patents and stuff that he came out with changed the world as we know it today. That really. that's right. And I'm not sure that that the United States and the allies would have, you know, won World War 1 or 2 uh convincingly without John Browning's help. I mean, he he really Oh, just at the behest of, of the U.S. government, he he, he designed uh, the BAR, the Browning Automatic Rifle. Uh, you know, the thirty and fifty caliber machine guns, the nineteen eleven handgun, which to this day stands as one of the, as the great handgun design of all time. Uh, all this stuff people don't realize he created with no blueprints in the turn of the twentieth century. With it, basically, they just all came out of his head. And it's it's fascinating the genius that the man had and he possessed you know that to to make some stuff that's lasted so long. It it really has. Um, and I don't know if you know we're we're lucky enough to be in Utah where the the museum is. It's about thirty minutes from where I'm at right. currently. Um, but if you ever get the chance to go through there, the one there's a gun that stuck out to me inside of the museum that um, it shows how he he thought to use um, the inertia power. Um, and it was actually because right. he was shooting in some tall grass and saw that there was energy there that could be used and stored. And, and that that's fascinating to me. Like, how would you, I would have never thought of that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I just maybe think, you would have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't think so because John thought in just differently from everybody else. You know, he could see things in his mind. It was obvious. And I, there's a couple of other characters that, that in John's story that people don't, I think a lot of people haven't heard of, it's his brothers. Uh, I mean, it was um, his brother, Matt, uh, Matt was really had a huge business acumen. He was a, a great businessman and really uh, made Browning arms what it is from, you know, from a business standpoint. And then his brother, Ed, was a master machinist. And basically, John and Ed would sit down at, you know, in the shop and Ed would create these guns with John's specifications and with John standing there beside him going, it needs to be like this, that, and then Ed would make all the stuff by hand. So it's, uh, it's an incredible story of the Browning brothers. And if anybody, you know, and this, another thing, I don't know if people realize that people probably thought that John Browning was a trained engineer. John Browning basically quit school at 15. And he only got had about an eighth grade education. Correct. So he just, this was all out of his mind. I mean, that was it. I mean, so I can only imagine if he was alive today, what he could create. You know, it, it would have been it's just really fascinating to to just be able to sit down and talk to him and 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 figure out what his process was. Right? Can you even imagine if he had a computer? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, right. I mean, CAD. I mean, what could a man like that do with CAD? I mean, he could literally have designed stuff that you know people would be. You know, I I just think that 
with 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 him that he the sky would have been the limit of what he could have really done because you know um, and an interesting thing too that you know both Browning and Winchester are together you know these days uh, a lot of folks may not know that that John really he changed the face of Winchester before there was ever a Browning uh, company at all um, his first single shot design became the 1885 Highwall. Um, then he, he developed the 1886 lever action gun for larger rounds, like the 4570, that, that no one had been able to figure out. Then it was the 1895. He had the 94 and 92 Winchesters, which became two of the most popular, you know, hunting arms of all time, especially the 94. I mean, think of how many, you know, whitetails have been hunted with a 94 Winchester. And those those are all John's designs. He changed shotgunning. With the with the ninety three and the subsequent ninety seven pump guns were the first successful pump action guns, uh, in shotguns that also were used in war as well. You know ninety seven trench guns, things like that. It just it's just you know you can go on and on with with how he really changed the face of of, of not only firearms but you know of, of military uh, weapons and he just it was incredible. It really was. Um, and, and what we're still using today, you know, you look at the SA-22 and, and the A-5 and some of those designs, they're still used today. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really, it's really fascinating that, that it all came out of one mind, you know, <laughs> that, that yep. he just, he was so prolific. Um, you know, another thing that folks don't, you know, I always wondered how in the world John went to Belgium. You know, I mean, how in the world did a guy that was in Ogden, Utah, and then did a lot of work in Connecticut with Winchester, but, you know, how did he, how in the world did he develop a relationship with FN in Belgium? And, you know, he, he, it was a relationship he had developed with a guy named Hartberg, if uh, folks out there may have never heard this, that, that Hart worked for Colt, and, but Hart was a European engineer. He was, he was educated in Europe. He was born in America, but educated over there. And develop and, and and then went back after his time with Colt, and he had met John at Colt uh, because you know John once again. I think John had a relationship with every major manufacturer. You know, Remington made Model 11s, which were made off the A5 patents. I mean, he just really had relationships with every every major firearms manufacturer. And then Hart went back and worked for FN, and so John started making you know handgun designs with FN, and that's how that relationship all developed. And then, you know, he subsequently made the A5s and uh, the Browning High Power 9mm for the, for the French government. And so Hartberg was the guy that, that really introduced him to FN, and that's how he got over there. Because in those days, you remember, you had to get on a ship, right, and travel across the Atlantic to get to Europe. It wasn't like you were just jumping on a plane and going and checking things out. It was very different back then, for sure. It is, it is. Are there any new products, you know, you want to tell folks about, Shawnee, the stuff that you all are really excited about? There's some new stuff coming out that I can talk about, of course. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but for the give for me a little year, teaser or something, know. you know. Uh, you know, I gotta slip that in there a little bit. But um, no, we're super excited about what we've launched at Shot Show. Um, everything is starting to deliver to deliver now, so you'll see the Sweet Sixteen and stuff on the shelves. Um, some of the vintage tan stuff starting to land now. Uh, we're just we're really excited going into into the fall with all the product going out right now. So it's going to be, it's going to be good here for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We're like I said, I'm excited to get DUTV kicked off. Uh, 
we're uh, we're going to Louisiana first, and then and to Canada, and uh, back down to Texas, and and really once again just all over the North America, uh, really showcasing what Ducks Unlimited does on the ground, and and the people who really support DU and make it all happen. So you know, once again, we're we're so excited to have Browning as uh, as our arms and, and ammunition sponsor for the show. And uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. And like I said, once again, we can't thank y'all enough for your support. Uh, thanks, guys. We And we sure appreciate everything you guys do. Um, even locally, we we notice it as well. So it's not just a, you know, a big corporation. You guys really have your feet on the ground for us. Well, we try. You know, I mean, like you said, it's, we've always put, you know, 80 plus cents per dollar donated in, back into the ground for wetlands and waterfowl. Uh, conservation and, and really been proud of that and it's made it it's made a huge difference i'm just trying to think you know i can't even imagine you know what the waterfowl population might look like if ducks unlimited didn't exist um i don't know if there'd be any ducks or geese left at this point exactly you know i mean it's yeah. it's so it's just a really a, ma- a mission that i'm passionate about and, and a place that i really that i really love and really have been feel real fortunate to especially to be able to produce DUTV, a, a show I was a fan of, right, when I was a kid and, you know, coming up. And now that I get to, uh, to be behind the scenes, it's, it's really cool and deal with and work with folks like you, you know, who've been so instrumental in it. It's, uh, it's really outstanding. That's awesome. Anyway, so anyway, folks, uh, this is Shawnee Campbell from Browning. She's the media and events manager. And uh, once again, we thank you for being on the DU podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thanks for everybody listening to the DU Podcast. Once again, if you want to see old episodes of the show, go to DuckShot.org, go to the media tab at the top, pull it down, DU TV is right there, and you can go down a a rabbit hole of of old episodes and watch the thing for hours. So anyway, folks, thanks for listening to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast and supporting Ducks Unlimited, North America's leader in wetlands conservation. And as the late, great Wade Bourne used to say, more habitat on the ground means more ducks in the sky. I'm John Gordon, and thanks for listening to the DU Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. 
Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation, united by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside.